Um, hello, and welcome to uh, to the Twindos to the Wall, to the teens at Ross Park Mall, where we discuss the architecture of the historic Ross Park Mall in uh, Ross Township, Pennsylvania. My name is Alex. And my name is Jake. Welcome. And welcome, everybody, to the inaugural twin-only episode of the Weekly Recap. This is truly I'm, a momentous I'm occasion. Truly I'm truly shocked that it took us this long to come up with this. Because this is, what, episode 90, I want to say? Sure. Nick Nick keeps track of it. I, I, I just go off what he says. But, yeah, so uh, Jake and I are uh, in studio today. Nick is working, and we decided to have some fun uh, uh, at his house while he's not here. So we got some uh, topics. I'm very excited Me about, too. about this podcast. Jake, did, Jake uh, did a ton of research for this podcast. I did not, if anyone has Alex ever and I, to this podcast. So Alex and know. I have, um, have a very interesting relationship. Um, we are... By far the closest of our brothers, we, which there are five of us. Um, and anybody who's listening who has dealt with twins before probably knows this as well. But like, just innately, you have more of like a deeper connection than other siblings because you've spent physical time You're together, together all the prior time. to birth, yes. right? Um, and I'm sure that there's a lot of science to back that up. It's it's kind of interesting that I've never read up on on like social dynamics or psychology relating to twins. Uh, and, and I'm sure after this, I'll, I'll definitely consider it. But um, so we, we are twins. We are fraternal twins. We are not identical, although we get mistaken for identical twins quite often. Pretty frequently, yeah. Um, it's, it's, we have a very, I feel like, an interesting connection with twins in general being twins, right? So we... Um, we both hate the show Full House, which yes. features, yeah. um, you know, one of the most well-known sets of twins so, in the world, the Olsen twins. So uh, that was my other intro that I was throwing around was I was going to name a bunch of twins and then say, what do, this, what do these all have in common? See, this is what... Um, but I couldn't think of that many twins. This is why we're twins, right? This is, this is just... Um, just how it goes when you're twins, because I had the same idea. <laughs> so I have a note in my phone that has a list of all of the, the famous twins that no, I can think of. you're kidding. Off the top of my head, including uh, some that I found in an article on the web. Um, so I'm just going to run off a few uh, well-known ones. Some you might not think of right off the top of your head. Um, and this, this will all eventually relate back to craft beer. <laughs> we promise we will yeah. make that uh, part of the podcast week but yes. we wanted to do things a little bit different because this is a very unique episode not having nick here um nick is he is at work but he's also prepping for um some job interviews so congrats to him he's gonna uh, bleep that luck. he's gonna bleep that best of luck nick um <laughs> in your future endeavors <laughs> your job um, working at company so as i mentioned uh initially you have the olsen twins Right, um, Scarlett Johansson, who is up for a couple of Academy Awards this evening, has a twin brother. What? What? Um, <laughs> I have a couple of a couple of sports uh, twins that I wanted to reference: Brooke and Robin Lopez, a couple of basketball players who played at Stanford, and Tiki and Rondé Barber, mm. who were uh, mm. both NFL running backs. Um, pretty very like attractive, very good looking guys as well. They they both can really like rock a suit. Uh, Rondé, I believe, is uh, an announcer for, I think, ESPN or ABC College Football. 
Um, you have Tia and Tamara Mowry from the hit show Sister Sister, a classic on Disney Channel. Um, I don't think it was on Disney Channel. I believe it was on like uh, I don't even know what it was. I don't think it was. I don't think it was Disney. It anyway, was definitely continue. on Disney Channel. It, it was um, not. Speaking of Disney, no, yes, they was. were in Twitches, which was on Disney Channel. You're lying. Oh, Sister Sisters like was like a TLC. It was on or like something. Fox or something. I don't know. So uh, continuing, uh, I'll just list a couple more. We have uh, Dylan and Cole Sprouse, obviously uh, the Sweet Life of Zach and Cody, uh, an iconic Disney show. Uh, Joel and Benji Madden. Uh, I know Alex was uh, posting about Good Charlotte. Yes, the other I was. Day. I was a, listening because I was very, thinking about the song. Uh, very topical reference. Lifestyles um, of the rich and famous, and it it holds up. It really does. It's it's pretty it's pretty timeless because if you listen to the lyrics, like you can definitely apply that to today with our current class class system in America. There are a bunch of a bunch of additional ones that I, I probably missed. So if you if you're listening to this podcast, you have something to add. Um, please, you know, tweet us or send us a, a message on Instagram or something, and we can we can add those uh, at a later date. And then the last one I wanted to mention: uh, Remy and Sammy Malik. Oh, that's uh, right. He does of, have a twin of Mister Mister mm. Robot fame, and he won. He won an Oscar last year. Uh, an Oscar for, for uh, yeah Bohemian for his Rhapsody. portrayal of Freddie Mercury in Bohemian Rhapsody. Um, so, as I mentioned before, we have a we have an interesting uh, dynamic or, or you know an interesting relationship with. The twindom as well. Um, we have a couple of friends from high school who were born on the same day as us, exactly a year after us. Yes, twin um, boys. Both of them went on. Both of them went on to be, uh, and they're they're fraternal. Both of them went on to be uh, successful basketball players. Uh, shout out to in college. They knew who they are. They knew who they. They are. will never listen to this, but shout out to you guys. We will keep right. their names um, private. So my company is actually based in the Twin Cities, Minneapolis, St. Paul, in Minnesota. <laughs> have, you, have you been thinking about this all day? I have. I have. Yeah, of course. This is this is really like my fucking wheelhouse, right? Aside from like <clears throat> twin, if we just shit. did like a if we just did a full and there, we've done a couple of of segments where I've gotten to talk about sports and I kind of nerd out on that stuff as well. This uh, is very interesting to me because. You you can open up uh, a world of of uh, facts and interesting quips about twins if you just go on the internet for about ten minutes, which I did earlier. <laughs> um, my, one of my favorite movies, probably top ten, maybe even top five favorite movies of all time, The Social Network. Oh, I thought which is weird because I thought you were going to say parent, I also have I thought you were going to say Parent Trap. <laughs> also, another I really wish reference. you would have said Parent Trap. Um, the Social Network. You have uh, Army Hammer, the, the Winkle, the Winklevoss. We're gonna have to stand yes. on that one. Um, also, one of my favorite Army Hammer stories is, is in uh, in the movie with Timothy Chalamet. They had to they call had me to by your name. His, call me by your name. They had to Photoshop his nuts out of the movie, and that's probably one of my favorite it's uh, so funny stories I've read about movies. And I'm not even sure if I've seen that movie, but I know it got a lot of. It's on Hulu. You should watch it. I watched it and then I read the book. And now I want to go back and watch the movie again. But um, I think Harvey both Hammer are... does a great job. He does a great job portraying. And and if you listen to a lot of like, uh, I've listened to some podcasts and things about the Social Network. Like the CGI that they used uh, to create the 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 twins being on the screen at the same time was like incredible for the time. Right in in 2009, I believe that movie came out, or 2010. It still holds. That up, was sort though. of at the. 
Yeah, it does. It really does. And that's one of the things that people say about it. Like it, it got robbed at the Oscars because I, I'm not even sure what won that year, but something that didn't deserve to win. Um, so yeah, it, it's, it's interesting how the web of, of twin stuff kind of all relates a little bit. Um, we've never been to Minneapolis, St. Paul. I would like to, to get there at some point. I'm sure that they have a pretty good craft beer scene. I'm sure they do. Um, it sounds like a, I think Minneapolis is like a, a young city, like a new up and coming young city. Yeah. And I actually work with several people who, who are based in Minneapolis and they're just working on the project that I'm working on uh, in Oregon with me as well. Um, but sort of circling back towards the, the craft beer realm, um, the quick amount of research that I did, uh, yielded one of the, probably the best stories in craft beer that people don't hardly ever talk about because these two breweries are massive, right? Um, so they're, they're a pair of twins from Denmark who started two really rival breweries at this point. You have McKellar, which is world renowned for the beers that they produce. They, they, I believe they have a brewery in New York. Um, they're building another one in Queens, as is Evil Twin, which is the other twin. So they, they haven't spoken in like 10 years, I think, is what it... And, and I think that everybody is sort of just, you know, on the edge of their seat waiting for the, the ultimate Evil Twin McKellar collab, which is going to come out eventually. Absolutely. And it's probably going gonna, probably gonna to sell out and be like the biggest story in craft beer for, for several weeks, if not months. Um, so very interesting that, that two, two people like... Like, I don't think... If, if Alex and I ever got into a feud, we don't like enough things or do things that are that similar that we would be able to have something like that. I mean, yeah. having, having one person in a family become very successful in owning a restaurant or being a brewer or something like that, like an athlete or something, is pretty incredible. To have two that are really at the top of the game is unheard of. Yeah. Which you think crazy. about you think about the twins that I mentioned, like Tiki and Rondé Barber, like, very incredible that both of them were able to become successful NFL. I mean, you think of all the Watt brothers, like how the hell are they all elite athletes and shit like that? It's crazy. But um, actually I want to pose this uh, question to Trevor when he listens to this. Um, Does he have any knowledge of other breweries that were started by brothers or like one of the brothers moved? I'm sure there is, there has to be other examples. They can't possibly be the only people, but it's cool that they're twins, obviously. So like, there's a, there's a direct comparison there, whereas like brothers, it seems a little bit less like interesting, <laughs> but still, I mean, unique. Yeah. So, uh, and the other thing I wanted to mention was a, a brewery that we talk about pretty pretty often, also based in New York, um, and and this sort of relates to twins in the name, uh, other half. Other half. Yep. When I think when I think mm-hmm. of my twin, I think of my other half. Correct. Right? I mean, we, you know, Alex and I are very close. We remain very close to this day. Talk pretty much every day. Yeah, yeah. I, I want to so. say most days it's most usually days. like a quick text or something. Now that we're not, you know, in the same place or anything. Um, so I think this is probably a good time to get into some of the questions that we received. Yes. Uh, we so we uh, we stuff yeah we posed uh, we posed the uh, the question. Do you have anything you want to know about twins? Do you have any, you know, uh, any questions for the twins? Because we uh, we are doing a twin podcast. So first person to answer, uh, obviously, is Trevor. 
Uh, Trevor from Pittsburgh. Thank you for your question, Trevor. So Trevor said, which twin is better? And while throwing this question around in my mind, I figure there were a couple routes that we could go with this question. We could, you know, we could duke it out. We could say, you know, this is what I've done. You know, this is like, you know, we could go on like success level, like popularity, blah, 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 blah. But I think I ultimately landed on it's kind of like you can't have the night without the day. You know, you can't have the yin without the yang. We can't exist without each other. And you can't have McKellar without Evil Twin. Correct. So right. I would say you can't. You can. That's a really awful example. There is no the examples that you gave. But. There is no better when uh, we just we simply coexist. I think is where I'm going. Yeah. So it's like the it's like the bumper sticker that you see on every Prius. With the Jewish that star. coexists with the Jewish star and the peace sign and all of that stuff. Um, so just think of us uh, in, in that way. Um, we've, I think that we've, pro- we've probably thought about this in the past. I don't know if we've ever really. Yeah. I mean, I think we've like, specifically I, I about we've, why, like who is better or why or anything like that. Like it's obviously we ha- subjective. We both have our, you know, I think we, we've, we've, we've carved our, out our own sort of place in our lives and in our, in the lives of our friends and family. So I don't think there's even at, at this, it seems like the comparison isn't, it's, you know, um, you know, the, the, the older we get, I think it's harder to compare us because we are living such different lives. So and that's that was sort of I think the most interesting thing about moving away for me was that transition to being more of an individual. Not that I, I ever like fault anybody for like lumping us together. I don't it doesn't feel good when people just send a group text to us for our birthday or something. Yeah. That's like that you, is like a we that are, is a solid <laughs> shout out to every person that's ever sent us a group message. Do better next time. We are individuals, uh, you know, we, as much as we are like best friends, we have so many differences that it's hard to, uh, sort of categorize them or, or like, you know, um, tabulate the yeah. number of differences that we right. truly have and how yeah, different we are it, as it's, people. It's, it's, it's a really, it's a difficult comparison. Um, I don't even think that I can't think of like one like stupid thing that we both do that we can say someone is like definitely well okay I guess like in high school you were better at at high jump but I realized that I wasn't going to be good at high jump so I just started to pull vault <laughs> so like yeah you know I, not, think we, I, I, think, I think we try we don't really try about, to yeah. like do things I mean we have like similar we don't even have similar interests like I think we just like liked different things and they're not really comparable. Like we never did like one thing together. Like track was really the only thing, but then we each had our own like events and stuff. Like it's, it, there wasn't really anything that we, other than like academics, obviously, cause we took a lot of the same classes and stuff, but you know, once you get out into the real world, as long as you, you know, pass and you can get a job and shit, like it doesn't really matter. Right. There's, there's not much to a, th- that, that competition side of things never really existed for us because we were always just into different things. Yeah. And, and there was never one thing that we were ever really comparing, uh, you know, ourselves for, or, or, you know, yes. So however you want to say it. So that was a, that's a good question. And I think that 
uh, helped us both kind of talk through how we're doing at this and, point. So and thanks, we Trevor. are giving really the political answer, the politically correct no, answer. No, so the correct answer, the, 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 the non-PC culture answer is that I am the better one, and if you don't think so, you're a homophobe. And it's 2020, and you need to grow up. Okay? Thanks, Trevor. That's that true. I, so didn't, I, didn't, <laughs> I didn't even think about it that way, but... Yeah. You're I right. mean, I'm right. So, um, so next we have one from uh, someone named Sarah. Thank you, Sarah. Sarah's uh, from Pittsburgh as well. Um, Sarah said, pick a beer for each other that you would have the other drink for the rest of their life, which is a wonderful question. So also, <laughs> there's a, a, so many an interpretation ways- uh, type question, right? You, you, there's, a, there's a way that I'm interpreting what she's asking, but you can interpret it in different ways. For me, this is, do we know each other well enough to guess a beer that they would say for themselves, right? That's, that's, I so, didn't think so, about it that way, but that's a good, that's a good So question. do you, like, do you know me well enough and my, my choices for top brewery and the types of beers that I like to pick a beer for me that I would say for myself? Yes, that's, uh, that's, I feel like we, I feel like we need to, like, write it down or at least, like, write it on our phone. This was something that <laughs> like I think that once, you know, if, if we do another one of these, and I think that we will, um, after I think people kind of see the dynamic between the two of us, it's kind of, it's fun. It's interesting. Right? So it's interesting. Yeah. Cause, cause Nick's always kind of the moderator we'll and we don't ever get to like go like back and forth like this. Right. We, yeah, exactly. We're never, we're never toe to toe. Uh, on our own without Nick sort of kind of jumping in and, and, and we don't have, we don't really get the time uh, to do this. I mean, we, we talk on the phone, but you know, life gets in the way, but this is a good, I think this is a good way to to, like catch up. The other, the other thing that I considered pitching for this podcast was doing some form of the newlywed game, Mm. but you almost need Nick there to ask the questions. Yeah. That's uh, right. So, so that's something that we can, we can weave into and we can even make that a segment uh, moving forward. But I think that I have, I have a couple of options. I don't. I think that we should give a cup. Uh, yeah, know, I, I have. I answer, have a couple. It's difficult. But, yeah, I have a couple that I definitely um, thought of for you. Um, I and then there's like I, I thought of like some oddball ones that I think fit into your taste, um, and just something that you know something that you could drink for the rest of your life. Like that, that's, that's still a part of the question. You have to still consider that. So I'm going to go first and I'm going to say something that I would have you drink for the rest of your life. 100%. (laughs) This is number one in my book. This was the first one that came to mind. Whenever I saw, I think I know what, I think I know what you're going to tell me is, or or I I have (laughs) God, go for it. Lastra from dancing. Gnome. (laughs) You say it all definitely, the time. It, you say it all the time. Definitely my top three. Like that's my favorite beer in Pittsburgh for sure. Yeah. Um, I was thinking that you would go for because because I've stated that that Trillium is my favorite brewery. Mm-hmm. Okay. A lot of different times, and I, I was thinking that you were going to go with one of one of those Melcher Melcher um, Street offerings. Yeah, Melcher Street Melcher. would have been my guess yeah. that you were going to say for for the first one. Yeah. Um, so I was I was also thinking there's some Treehouse stuff. Yeah. Well, I guess I wasn't even thinking. I, it's like you were in Boston for like. A split second, so like I didn't even, <laughs> I wasn't even thinking about that. But I was thinking Lustra, uh, Haze, Hazedelic Juice Grenade. Um, the one 
that is more of like a standard uh, two-hearted. All right, so I'm interested to see what you would pick for me because I feel like I'm more difficult than than you. You're definitely a wild card. Yeah, I, I, there are things that I, I... We have very similar tastes. I agree. Right? Uh, when, it, when it comes to craft beer. Um, and we, we will typically, if we're going someplace together, order... Um, I, I think that if it, in more cases than not, if we go to a place and we were to completely stand 15 feet away from each other, look at a menu and pick beers... If we were to pick our top three, they would overlap in like 95%. Yeah, I agree. Of cases. I agree. Right? Um, you're, you're difficult because I know that you like, you like, I think you're coming around on the IPA train a little bit more as far as some of the, um, like more of the West Coasty type IPAs. I think that your, your palate for hops uh, doesn't necessarily match mine. We both like, Hazy IPAs because they just taste like juice. Um, but you also really like sours. And I think that that is something that I would probably pick for you. Um, if I had to pick the one that really comes to mind would be probably underscore underscore raspberry. I, I would, uh, I think it's a classic. I think it's not the, so this is where I, I struggled a little bit with trying to pick beers that, that would be drinkable for the rest of your life. This is like, I thought like, Oh, this, you would get sick of that and you would probably stop drinking beer before you had to drink that for the rest of your life. Cause it's so, it's good to drink one of those. Um, if I, if I had to give a second option for you, um, I know that you talked about Double Lustra uh, last podcast or a couple of podcasts ago. I was just listening to some this morning. Um, but I think the other one that I would say would be the Mimosa Sour that uh, that Hitchhiker makes. Oh, wild card. I wasn't right? even thinking of that, but yes. Oh, my fucking God. Talk about an incredible beer. Like, doesn't even taste. It's like orange juice, and I drink orange juice all the time. So it makes me think that I could drink it all the time. And we're and we're both the same way, and I think that's probably why we like uh, AZ IPAs so much. Is we're big citrus, big citrus yes. fruit guys, huge citrus for sure. fans. Yes. Um, Speaking of, I, I had a I had a Kirkland from a Costco, a Costco brand lemon sparkling water yesterday. Pretty good, pretty good. They Not make some good stuff at Costco. They definitely they definitely make some good stuff. Um, I have in the past shit on sparkling water. Um, and I'm really coming around on it. I'm I'm like fully in that in that arena. I'm now. in, and this is this is why I was happy to do this because this is something I think we'll probably come back to after we kind of wrap up these questions. But um, I think a lot of people that have been on this podcast have kind of shit on you know the craft seltzer game that's kind of happening and the development of seltzer in general. Um, and I, Jake and I are full stands. I mean, I'm a full stand. Like. I, we're going to have to stand on that one, love, you know, right? hundred percent. I, I, that's, <laughs> I mean, you've been drinking I White Claw for I don't months. even hate, yes. And I don't even hate that I like them, right? It's not one of those things where it's like, I, I feel bad for drinking this. They're just straight up delicious. And if you, if you hate on them, it's because you're just a hater. Listen, I, I, like else. I want to, I want to, I'm going to send this out into like the craft beer community for anyone listening. Um, why are you so against it? It's a lighter option. 
it doesn't it's not gonna make you super hungover or super bloated unless you have like a billion of them. It's just Which like is possible. Right. I acknowledge that's possible. But it, it's, you know, and they're not necessarily like super low cal. Like they're they're they have a lot of calories. Like generally it's like the same calories as you would get in like a Miller Lite. But it, you know, it doesn't seem like, I don't know. I just think they're better. Like it's better. It's a better option than like a Miller Lite. I'd take the extra 10 calories, you know? So I, I just, I want to know why everyone's against it. I guess I, I guess I haven't asked that because I'm just like, I'm not going to get into this right now. Cause we're talking about beer and Nick's always like, let's talk about craft beer. Let's talk about craft spirits. Let's talk there, about that. That's a conversation yeah, and, and I think we should have. <laughs> definitely, definitely want to get an episode going where we talk about those because I, I have been, especially like you've been, you've been traveling to a lot of cities that have, and like when you go out yes. with your friends, you don't go to generally, I mean, necessarily go to breweries. You go to like cocktail bars and shit. Yeah. And I'll, I'll try to, to, to push us in that direction. Maybe get to a, like one or two breweries while we're, while we're in a specific place. Like I so saw, I was in Portland last week and I'll be in Denver next weekend. Um, that both for both of those cities, they're they're very much into the craft everything movement, not just craft beer. Yeah, yeah. right. So you have craft food, you have craft liquors, you have you know everything in between, right? It's it's all support local businesses, and we're you know we're on that train as well. Craft spermicidal lube. I mean, come on. Yeah, I mean, KY has just been has been cornering that market for too long. You know, we need, they have. They truly have. Anyway. So uh, the last, the last so, year that I would say, if I had to pick three for you, the last one I would say would be probably zombie dust. I know that. Uh, that you know, that's, maybe, a great, that's a great pick. So that's a great pick. For me, I, I'm not sure that any of those you would have picked for yourself. Like, I'm interested to hear what you would have said. No. See, this for, is, for this is you, hard. I, like, I, I, I can't. I, I, I wasn't thinking about it, so I didn't have three, like, for myself. I was thinking... Um, I was thinking too hearted because I could drink that all day, every day. Like it's so good. I was thinking nugget nectar, which is another like hoppier, you know, something. I don't know. I, and maybe that's just because I'm kind of like worn out on this whole hazy IPA in terms of like a dancing gnome, hazy IPA, one that I think always sticks with me. And one that I have pretty, I mean, whenever they, I mean, it's not, it's not super common for them to do it, but they've done it like two or three times now is After Dark. That one's really good. Um, I was drinking a lot of OBB last week when they had it out in cans and stuff, or two weeks ago. Um, another super solid one. I love when they do single IPAs and pails. Uh, sometimes I I'm, I get over their doubles. Like, I'm kind of like... I don't know. It's just, it's like, it's so heavy and they all kind of taste the same. I just, I like, I like to, you know, I like to go with a lighter option. I miss, I really do miss living in Boston. Um, I've been saying this a lot to people recently that I cannot wait until I get to a point where I am ready to move back to the East coast. I'm not there quite yet. I'm still like on this, um, not really prove it to myself that I can do it type kick, but it's like, I want to, I want to stay somewhere long enough where I can sort of get, you know, grab a foothold when it comes to my career and, and making friends and getting settled into a house and things like that, because I haven't really felt settled anywhere that I've lived in the past year and a half. 
Yeah, it's been a lot of, but it's been, and even before that, like it's been a lot of traveling back and forth. And I mean, it, mm-hmm. it's it's understandable that you would want like some sort of some because sort I of haven't I haven't life. truly I haven't truly lived anywhere for longer than six months at a time. Right. Even, even dating back to when, so I lived in Lidditz for a year and that, or, or for about 10, 10 and a half months. That was the longest I've lived in any individual place since I moved out of the house. Right. And, and I lived like when I came back to school, I lived in the South side and stuff. When I moved to Boston, I lived and it's, it's not even just living in a specific city. It's living in an apartment for that long. Right. I haven't had a lease at an apartment for longer than six months since I lived in Linnets and it's been four years. I got a text from Austin earlier this week and he was like, it's been four and a half years since we were, since we started our co-op. And I was like, doesn't even, doesn't even, I don't know how that's even incredible. I don't know how it's incredible how much things have changed since then. Right. Um, the reason I bring up Boston specifically is like, I wish that we had had more time there together because there are so many different places to go there. So much good beer. I mean, we, we had what we spent, a total of probably eight days there together between the original trip that we did there that sort of sparked my interest in wanting to live there. And then the time that you came to visit, uh, while I was living there, um, for what a weekend, I guess it would have been. So I wish that we had had more time there because they, you know, they are creating some of the, the craziest brews in the country. (laughs) Crazy brews. Kids seats Juicy. just ten bucks. Juicy brews. Kids seats start at just eight bucks. Have your Monster kid DD for you. Grave digger. <laughs> that was actually um, in that was in Pittsburgh this this uh, this weekend. I saw I saw some some people who were there. <laughs> some kids we went to high school with. <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that were uh, that were posting stuff on on uh, like Snapchat. Um, but yeah, I mean it's just. We again, we have very similar tastes, but we there are some some nuances to what it is that we like. So yeah, interesting. Uh, for me, very interesting. For me, I would have said Melcher would have been Melcher would have been the first one. I think I would have said something from Treehouse probably if I were guessing on your. But that's the thing; you don't really think about that all yeah, that much because I, I didn't spend a lot of time I didn't live, there. Yeah, you right? weren't there long, and um, I didn't live there. So right, so it was. Um, would and, you and put would make, you put Pliny the Elder up there? Would you do it? I love Pliny the Elder. I can't wait to go back. So they actually I went to a place earlier this week to get dinner with some of the people from work and they have uh, a rotating tap from Russian River. And I was like, "Hey, uh like what do you have from Russian River? Like I like whatever that is, I'll take it." And they were like, "Yeah, oh, it just kicked." And I was like, Fuck. "But there's I mean, there's so much beer up up here that I like. It wasn't like hard to replace it, but I'm excited to get back down to the Bay area to have access to that kind of stuff. I wouldn't say that that's really, I wouldn't have said that because I, I wouldn't have expected you to say that. Yeah. Um, but I mean, they make really good quality beers, you know, it's, and, and pretty much everyone on the West coast, uh, every like major city, you can find a lot of good, good beers. And we've, Again, we've spoken about these a lot as well. I think that we um, should. I think that we should think of this question for Nick next time we're all together. Um, mm-hmm. We need to come up with some for him, and I feel like when he listens to this, he needs to come up with some for us that weren't what we've already said, because he has he has an expansive beer knowledge, and I feel like he 
knows like he would he would come up with interesting ones for us it's so yeah it's so tough nick would be impossible to do because he he would pick some obscure brew that he had like at one a, time a, when he was a, living in Columbus <laughs> at some dive bar at 2 a.m. And he was like, this is the best beer I've ever had. Yeah. There's, there is one beer that I has been elusive to me since I had it the first time when I was living in Lidditz, we went to the, we used to go to this place called, um, bull's head public house. Bull's head. Right. What a, like main what a, street, really <laughs> an iconic, truly an iconic, yeah. uh, you guys spent and a lot of your, time one of there, the right? best. Yeah. Nick, we actually went there with Nick, Nick and Sarah came and, and we visited that. As well, and they they still to this day have some of the best selections of beer that I've ever seen. Um, there's a beer called Pogo from Rubber Soul. Rubber Soul is based out of Maryland, I believe. Have not had it since the first time I had it, and to this day, I just based on the first taste of that beer, it's one of my top like five favorite <laughs> beers, and I've only had it one time. See, and, that's and a, I, that's an interesting. Okay, so that's an interesting kind of thing. Is like is like how memory factors into this because I I distinctly remember this. I have, I have one story about this. I distinctly remember going to Grist House back when I was like just getting into the whole craft beer thing. I went with Megan, our friend, and I had like I was super into sours back then. I've kind of like backpedaled a bit. Not really. I mean, I still love sours, but I won't buy four packs of them. Um, I, because I, like, I will drink one and then like be done. Like I, I, it's, it's such a waste to me now. Like I'll get it if it's at like dancing gnome or something like that or wherever I am. I just don't think I can't drink a lot of them anymore. Um, but I remember having, uh, gots to ghosts, which is a guava ghost that they make. Okay. And I loved it so much that I bought a half growler a new half growler and got it filled with that. Cause I wanted to take it home, which is another thing I don't do anymore. Like I don't get growlers anymore. If anything, I just get a four pack of some IPA and I take it home and that's fine. Um, but I went back when they started canning it like two years later or like a year and a half later or something like that. And I did not like it at all. I was like, this is not, this is not good. And then also, you know, dancing Gnome had just come out with like their guava sour, which was, and continues to be one of my favorite sours that they've done. Um, so, you know, it, it's like, it would be interesting. It's like, you should probably keep an eye out for that just to see if it, and obviously it changes from year to year, but I, unless they like completely revamp the, the recipe, which they do and, and people have done before, um, it, it would be interesting to see how you, how you like it now. Well, I think that even even beers like you know Hazelnut Juice Grenade and like Lustra and Double Lustra have have uh, you know changed over time, right? Have it's never the same beer, and that we've again there there have been times in this podcast we've talked about that stuff as well. Where it's that's what's sort of interesting about the the craft beer industry is that you know you are using the same recipe, you are creating the same beers, but there might be some some small differences and that, that's probably the same with big beer as well. You just think about it less than, than craft beer because every time you have a, like you don't get a chance to have that same beer every single time. When I get a Miller light, it, it all tastes the same to me because I have enough of them that I don't really think about it tasting different than the last time I had. Yeah. It. And I mean, they, they have 
what they know to be good and what, what they know sells. So why would they ever change it? Like from batch to batch. And I think people have said this before, like there's always tweaks that you're making when you're a craft player, because it it can always be better. So it's not always necessarily going to be the same, but you know, as long as like the main components are there with a few tweaks to work on, like, you know, body and hop build and stuff like that. Hop built, um, hop bill. Yeah, hop bill. It's not hop hop bill. <laughs> I, I thought I actually thought I was right Nick, when I said hop bill. I feel like Nick says that a lot. He, he's like the the malt build. Or, Let's or talk about whatever. that motherfucker for a second. What a fucking dumbass, right? <laughs> this fucking stupid bitch. I would love I would love for him to just like bleep out all the things that we're saying about him, all the curse words that we're using. Can we just we need to it have like sound a, really funny? We need to have a couple people. We need to have Trevor over when you're home one time and have it be me, you, Trevor, and Sarah, and just have a roast of Nick and just fucking roast the shit out of him. And we Comedy can rotate. Presents we can rotate it. That's fine. We should do it all to each other just to get our get our qualms out. Every time, I, every time I think about roasts, I think of and I know because you're not the biggest fan of The Office. I know that you're not really. Yeah, you can watch. It, I like not, it. I like it. It's not. I I I think there's better shows. I guess is what I'm saying. But there's the one the one episode I'm thinking of specifically is the one where they roast Michael Scott and he like, <laughs> he's like trying to like gets, joke around about it. And every, everybody's like really like going yeah. on him. And then he like <laughs> and then he, he like cries he, at the end and then he and, stuff, leaves, and then he comes yeah. back with the yeah. and then he comes back with the like boom roasted, which is like sort of an iconic scene and people like. I don't think it's that funny the like boom roasted thing that he does, but everybody thinks it's it's hilarious, I guess. But um, all right, so let's move on to the next question. Yeah, so we, uh, we actually just have one more, um, and that's for me. Um, so Mary, who is also from Pittsburgh, thanks um, for submitting your question, Mary. Mary said, um, "Alex, will you be my Valentine?" Yes, I don't currently have a Valentine. I will be your Valentine, Mary. Thank you for your question. Um, so yeah, so let's uh, we're gonna. We're going to kind of shift gears here. We have a little uh, a little planned segment action for you. Um, I, think, uh, I think we're going to take a break for a couple seconds and uh, kind of warm up. And we'll be right back. Okay, so we're back. Um, award season is in full swing. We've been through the BAFTAs. BAFTAs so white. We've been through the Golden Globes. We went through the Grammys. The Oscars uh, will be airing in a few hours uh, on Sunday. Uh, so this will be up uh, in a couple days, I'm sure. So those uh, all yeah, of this the awards is my, have already been announced. Probably my favorite of the award shows is the Oscars because I, I'm, as much as I listen to the music and stuff there, I feel like more awards are given to artists that I don't listen to than I do listen to when it comes to the Grammys. Um, so the Grammys and the Oscars are obviously the ones that people watch the most. The Grammys and the Oscars perennially uh, miss a lot um, because the the academies themselves are very white, very strange. and they miss uh, and very very and male. They miss out on a lot of stuff. Male. Yeah, yes, um, and and they I feel like the, and it, at times they try to make up for past discretions by giving awards yeah. to people that might not necessarily deserve it. at the time. Um, And, you know, Billie Eilish had a hell of a year and, and she deserves a lot of the praise that she has gotten, but like even she would probably say that she didn't deserve maybe all of the awards that she received. All of them. I think she deserved best new artist for sure. 
Um, also, I thought Lizzo was going to win that for some reason. Um, and like, she, I, I do think her album was good. I think pop album probably would have been good for her. Record of the year definitely should have been Old Town Road because that song was fucking everywhere. It, it, I don't know how you don't give it to that. Like, like, it, and, but that's the thing is they try to make up for, you know, they try to be hip at times, the, the, uh, the Grammys, and they try to give awards to people who they think deserve it, not yeah. people who I think that was, that was one of the, I mean, I've been listening to a lot of like pop culture or I've been listening to a pop culture podcast and I scroll through Twitter all the time. And I think that was the biggest qualm people had was like, they're trying to to seem like hip and cool and whatnot. Right. Try they're trying to, to fit in, but they're not. It's like it's like be be organic about it. You don't yeah. have to force yourself into you know this this new age by yeah. by just giving it to people who you think deserve to win or or win based on on numbers and things like that. I mean, clearly over the past few years, like the big artists are no longer even submitting their their music to. Like like Frank Ocean for Blonde didn't submit anything. Yeah, for, for I mean consideration. I, for I think people like, are he would have swept getting... all the categories and should have, but he didn't because he didn't even submit anything. Like they don't, people just don't care as much about yeah. the Grammys anymore. And I think the Oscars feels that way. For me, it's I, I'm so much there. more into the movies and the Oscars and, and things like that. Um, it's it's also it's one of those things where people who deserve it do not win anything parasite should win some big awards tonight they should have gotten should. acting they awards. won't they or they should they have gotten won't. acting nominations and they didn't it's it's like I, I think people are just getting over the fact that it doesn't seem like these institutions ever change and i i fully agree with that like there's a lot of movies that don't get recognized that people enjoy like i loved hustlers and i think it was a great cast but i i've i heard people say you know it's not really widely accepted because it's about like women doing bad and it's just not a type of movie that wins these kinds of awards. But when you say that you're, you're saying like, because they, they've never had the chance to win these awards. Like these stories haven't been told before and historically they haven't had a chance to because they were never even considered in the first place, you know? And it's like just perpetuating this whole like industry standard that, and and I did hear like stats about the Academy for the Oscars was like 78% white and like 60 some percent male like it's insane it's wild so um, right for, for the big categories like director and screenplay and things like that like like it's good that get out a few years ago won for you know best original screenplay but that was the best movie of the year and yeah. you can't you can't argue that right, there, like right. there were other good movies that year it was not, they were not anywhere close to where get out was yeah. right and this isn't me just trying to sound woke like i watched a lot of those movies the quality was just not there and, and the co- like content, especially like you, it, you look bad by not giving get out more awards and things like that. Or, or, or even like us this yeah. year, specific, like, like Jordan pool has been given or has been pool. Jordan pool. I'm thinking of, there's a basket, there's a basketball <laughs> player. There's a basketball player named Jordan pool. Jordan Peele. Jordan Peele. Jordan Peele. <laughs> let's cut that. Let's cut that. Nick, can you cut that? Can we cut that? Um, there's, no, a, I, there's a basketball player named Jordan Poole. Jordan Poole, uh, okay. I, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Cool. So anyway, Jordan Peele yeah. of Key and Peele fame, yeah. but also of like, you know, the best movies of the past handful Couple of years. Couple years, like, yeah. Us didn't have, I, Us hasn't, I don't know, are they nominated for anything tonight? I don't no. think so. No, they're not. Right, but they, that was like one of the movies that people, people have been horror. looking for. Like they, they just don't award horror and they haven't. 
in the past. And, and the thing is, so I, I, like I said yesterday, we were talking about it a little bit. We, I've watched seven of nine Best Picture nominations, which I think is probably the most that I've watched in the past couple of years, at least, if not ever. And I, I know what I think should win. And it just so happens that 1917 was the best movie of the year, the best one that I've seen, and it's going to win Best Picture. Just the way that it was filmed, the story that was being told. Um, you know, the, there's not really much diversity in that film, and I will acknowledge that. Yeah. But they like Little Women was also a movie that I enjoyed the hell out of. And it's not even going to get a look for best picture. Yeah. Right. Um, and, it, and it has, there's a couple of, there's a couple of good, you know, they got some nominations for, for Sorcerer Ronan for, for best actress. Yeah. If, if Sershaw does not win tonight, I, I will riot. I will take to the streets. If Sword, if Sword Show. Sword yeah. Show does not but win. But then you have, you know, listen, I, it's so tough. Because I think the, the, so what I was going to say, and I've heard this a couple of times is the best movie or the best album, the best whatever it never wins. The best whatever of the year never wins. And it's, it, you know, and that's why I think like slowly these institutions are just going to get discredited because it's like, okay, we get it. St- same story. Like Oscar So White happened in 2015. It's been five years and there was only one person of color nominated in acting categories. It's ridiculous. It's, it's absurd. I don't know why anyone is even paying attention to them anymore. You know? It, no, because it's it doesn't, it doesn't like... My opinions on movies are not formed solely on Oscar nomination. I am a person who loves going to the movies. I'm a person who who really enjoys the experience. Seeing like the storytelling behind it is is the most important part for me. And I'm not looking at these movies like, oh, this is going to win an Oscar. Like, you know, obviously, if there's if there's Oscar buzz around it, that that piques my interest a little more than than just some random movie. But there are plenty of movies that I saw this year that will that did not get nominated for anything, will not ever get nominated. Like, movies of that type will never get nominated. And I just enjoyed them. They were just fun to watch. They're, you know, that's why I enjoy movies more than more than just the awards that are being given out. It's the same with music, right? Like, a lot of the, the, the artists that I listen to aren't being nominated for a lot of things yeah i mean there's just there's so much there's so much media out there it's like you know it there's no possible and like it it's such a narrow field of you know i don't know i i I just don't think like it's good to get awards i i just think that people are moving forward and like they're not even like considering these things anymore but it's obviously a very lucrative business um, and like the, like people put a lot of money into these things. And also I heard that the Academy, like you don't even need to see, you don't even need to technically see the movies to vote for them. So you can literally vote for whatever you want and you don't have to prove that you saw them, which I think is insane. It's like, I, there's so much fucking wrong with it anyway. So after our <laughs> big long Oscars tangent, let's get into the, let's get into what we are deciding so because the Oscars and all of the other award shows suck and they're yeah super and, we, white, and we still we still watch them but we still awful. watch them we're gonna do we're gonna do some of some categories of our own yes right so, so we're, Jay we're came gonna, up with a couple and we're gonna discuss uh, we're gonna discuss how we feel about them um, right so so the, these are sort of they're 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 uh, inspired I would say. By award season, some of the cat, some of the categories in that are you know some of the bigger categories. Season, uh, the one that I definitely want to start with is 
is the Grammy. This is Grammy inspired, obviously best new artist. So what we thought about was best new brewery that we've seen uh, in the past year that we think is going to continue doing big things over the next, you know, maybe three to five years. I think that's, that's more or less. Yeah. That's a a good chunk of time to kind of develop and, you know, get a foothold in this industry and kind of, you know, see where, where you can, where, where your peak is, uh, as they say on the rewatchables, what is it? Uh, apex mountain. (laughs) Right. It is this, we it, the thing is we don't think that these breweries have reached their apex mountain. Correct. We think that, that yeah. the best is the best is yet to come. The best is yet to come. Yeah. Right. Um, okay. Yeah. So, so so my first my first nomination for for best new artist is uh, is a little little place out in Charleroi, Pennsylvania. It's called Four Points. Um, so also I, I think it's Four Points. I never get it right. It could be Four Point. I don't really know. Um, I think it's. Points. I think it's four points as well. I think it's points because it would make sense because four four points would be plural and there's four. Isn't there them. a isn't there like a hotel chain run by Sheridan that's like the four four point or something? Yeah, I that sounds familiar. I don't know. Isn't that where we had our senior dinner dance <laughs> where we had one of our friends charge us for gas money? Oh God! Oh my God! Even though she she grew up absurdly wealthy. Yeah. Yeah, we won't get into that right now. It is, yeah. It's four at, points at by later four date. points by Sheraton. Yeah, good for you, Jake. Yeah, how about that? <laughs> Kudos, That's, right? Thank <laughs> what you. A, what a what a what a little nugget of info. What an incredible incredible. I I'm like sort of this this wealth of random knowledge. So I, I, since I'm so quirky, the, I just like know. I just like no facts. <laughs> since, <laughs> since I've downloaded the the New York Times crossword, which you do app, all the like time. I just know. I do, and I'm I'm constantly on it. Like I'm sure that after we we wrap here, I'll get right on it as I'm sort of listening to some some pre Oscars, you know, buzz talk on uh, fucking E or whatever. So four points, a brewery that I have never, I don't think that I've ever had a single beer from, but I know that you guys talk very highly of. Mm-hmm. And it yeah, seems so, like a, like something like, that I would and enjoy. I haven't either it just seems like they're kind of. It seems like they're getting there. Like it, every time I see them on social media, it seems like they're stepping their game up. They're like pretty consistently releasing cans. Their glassware is beautiful. Their logo is beautiful. I have yet to go down there because Charleroi is a is an asshole away from Pittsburgh, which is a shame. Um, I'm hoping to see from them in the future in the next few years or so some distribution. Get some cans up here, you know. I don't know what what size their system is. Um, you know, I, it would it would be great to talk to them if if we could get them on this podcast to kind of chat. That would be great. That would be a good reason to go down there to have you know some sort of. Um, I mean, we could go down there whenever for whatever, but um, it would be nice to have some kind of uh, uh, contact with them. Um, so so yeah, that's uh, that's uh, nomination number one for me, a, a Pittsburgh brewery. Um, these are not all Pittsburgh breweries that we uh, that we will be nominating. No, and, we, and we've we've talked about it before, and and I like try to I like to try to include breweries from different locations, um, especially because I you know my I think I think why people listen to me or why they enjoy listening to me on the podcast is that I sort of bring this different flavor from different locations that I've been in. Um, so 
that being said, my first my first nomination for this category was uh, actually a Pittsburgh brewery, and it is Brew Gentlemen. Uh, Brew Gentlemen, they're they're pretty. I would say they're pretty well known in the, the Pittsburgh craft beer scene. Um, they seem like a brewery that could turn into something that becomes a nationwide player. Yeah, and the reason I, I say that is, I think that if if they because they have such a really they have a, a cool place. Right, they have a, a new outdoor area that they just opened. Um, if you've ever been there, it, it's it's in the middle of nowhere, right? It's far. And it's kind it's of far. it's kind of a hike from like downtown, or if you live in the north or the south hills, like it's it's not close any of those places. But they really do make some of the best beer in Pittsburgh, and yeah, I w- they have I a really agree. cool they have a really cool approach to marketing. They have a very cool approach to the way that they, you know. Uh, create different events and things like that. And, and it, I think the it way they, seemed, the, it seemed, sorry, the way they, um, the way they do bottle, like bottle releases, like you can reserve them and come pick them up anytime, which is better than, you know, I think it's better than the, the typical like line system. <laughs> so, so I think the reason that I wanted to put them in this category is because they, they understand the business side of things on top of making beer. Yeah, they've right? definitely they've definitely People, there been are a like lot of places I've developing. been that make a lot of good beer, but they don't know how to market it. They don't know how to to capitalize on the fact that they're making better beer than a lot of other people. If you if you can't combine the product with the marketing side of things, it's not going to work out. And I think that Brew Gentleman does that. They do both sides perfectly. And that makes me think that they're going to continue to improve and get to a point where they can become something like a Trillium-esque place, right? Yeah. Trillium is known nationwide. They make a lot of great beers. And I think that there are some beers that Brew Gentleman makes that, that I would put up with, with some of the stuff that Treehouse and, and Trillium make, uh, you know, some of the places on the, on the West Coast. They just they seem like a, a player that will will continue to grow and and develop new places and I think eventually they'll they'll have a massive production facility and that will yeah. allow them to to kind of branch out into places that are maybe further into the northeast or even even into the Midwest region maybe down south I don't know it, like it, it maybe they don't have aspirations for that but to me it seems like a perfect uh, sort of model that they're following to to expand and become one of those big players. Yeah, I think that they've done a lot. Um, they, they've been open a long time, and they have a, a relatively small place, so it seems like they've been able to kind of hone in on what they're good at, what they know they're good at, and kind of like perfect that before trying to like branch out and kind of like, you know, take up more space in another place. And I think I think it was a good call to open a new like outdoor area where they are. Like, I, I don't know how it, they would have fared um, moving like to the North Hills or something like that. Like, I think it was good that they decided to, you know, just keep it all in one area. And it's, it's just another attraction to, to bring people to Braddock, which is kind of off the beaten path, at least, even for Pittsburgh. So, um, yeah, I think that's an interesting choice because they are they are pretty well established. Like 
they and I know that we we've given them some shit in the past. We definitely have. Um, but you can't you can't you can't doubt like that, that or you, you, like you can't say that they don't make great beer. Like I I I don't think anyone in this city would would say that if, unless you don't like like IPAs and shit. You know, I would I would look for them to start pursuing more collaborations moving forward. I think that that's something that they haven't yet really touched and something that they would really excel at because they have such a cool, like, I, I think that they could go to other half and be like, we, you know, we can stack up with you guys for sure. And other half would be like, I love the way that you guys are doing things like big names like that. I think would, would be welcome to having a place like Brew gentlemen come in and work. With. Yeah. Yeah, that's. I think that's. Uh, that's. That was an interesting choice, but I. Uh, I, I see where you're coming from with that. Um, I, I've been. I've been a fan for so long, yeah. and and I. I think that I was really the first fan. In uh, like as far as this podcast goes, and and Nick has sort of come around on them. In I, I think Nick years. was. I think Nick has always been a fan. I think we we sort of harped on our like service experience there, which is definitely a big part of experiencing a brewery and it can make or break someone's opinion of, of you. Um, but I think the more that I go, the more I'm like, you know, this isn't really that bad. Like the last, the last time I was there, I believe was, uh, I think I was picking you up from the airport or something. And Nick, mm-hmm. me, Nick and Sarah went and it was in the outdoor place. And the people outside were like super cool. And we were just like chilling. Um, and it's, it's, it's really pretty back there. I just really hate that they had to name it BG open air. I just, it's, I think it's fucking stupid. Um, so they have some (laughs) questionable decisions, but you know, yeah, they're another one that I think like they, they have like this whole like design, like their whole like visual aesthetic. Like they just keep like, it's, it's consistent. So, and it's just like, it seems like four points. Like they, they have like this design forward kind of brand that, that they keep very consistent, which is, which in this age is, is so important. It's even, it's sometimes in, in, in some cases it's more important. Oh yeah. No, like event, for me, right? like I went, to, I just went to the liquor store. Um, and when I go, like, I don't really know what the fuck I'm looking at most of the time with like wine. And I'm like, oh, this label looks cool. Let's get this. Why not? Like, I have, like, a couple regions that I know I like from, like, all over the world, and I'll grab that, blah, blah, blah. But it's like, if I if I didn't know as much as I do, like, and I was just, like, some schlub walking in off the street, like, looking, like, that's what people look for. Like, they look, they're like, oh, this is, that's cool. Look and grab that. Like, it's, it, sometimes that's, that's all it takes. And that's what, that's how I got, okay, this is a good, this is a good segue. This is how... I found our next nomination, my next nomination. So uh, a little, a little place. They don't have a, they don't have a tap room or anything. They are a nomad brewer, as far as I know. Um, they are distributed throughout Pittsburgh, and I'm sure everywhere else in the country. So this, this isn't necessarily um, like somewhere that someone that could like grow larger. I mean, it would be great to see this, this, this brewery get a tap room, and I would totally go there. Um, Stillwater Artisanal. And they are a brewery that I found in, like, West Deer at some random bottle shop. And it, the first beer I ever had from them was Mainstream Pop Song, a double IPA. And it is in the design of Now That's What I Call Music. And 
That's literally all it took. Like I saw a double IPA and I saw a can. I was like, oh, that's cool. I'll grab that four pack. It was like 18 bucks. Like sometimes now, that's all it takes. Like three years later, you've, how many times have you gone to Stillwater because you know them by name yeah. now? And they, they make, they make extremely interesting beer that I, I think for me more hits than misses. Um, like I've had, and, and it's good cause I usually only get like a can of each. So it's not like, like they did one with action, action Bronson. That was like, that was very good. Like they make great sours. They make really good IPAs. They have some interesting ones. Like they're, they're Jap. They're, I think they have like a sake style Saison that they do. That's very, very good that they have all the time. It's so good. You should try it. It's like very dry. Um, but yeah, so like, th- this is a good actually tie. Uh, it's a good tie back to what we were talking about in the beginning, which is Nomad Brewers. Yeah, it's it's this craze. Not I, I wouldn't say a craze, but it, it's it's more common than you'd think. Where you have McKellar and Evil Twin that we were talking about before started that way, where they did not have an actual brick and mortar brewery. To brew out of and they they were like hey we can collaborate with you we can brew out of your place and 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 start producing a lot of really good beer and that's sort of how they got a foothold Stillwater is that same way and and i'm i'm not as uh up to speed on what they're doing right now but i would imagine in the next year or two they'll start to think about creating their own place right? that's i mean and, that's how and, you and yeah it, it's kind of like the whole um, and I don't know if I've made this comparison before, but it's sort of that whole, um, like the whole galley restaurant, like model. It's like you, you need to get, like, you don't have the money to put, to like put the the money up front to start your own place. And someone has the space for you to use. So you rent it out, you pay your rent, you get exposed. And then you, you know, you see if it's viable something like that. And I, uh, truly, I think they've, they make some of the best beer that I get like in bottle shops. And I, I think they, they make, they have a quality product. And if they, if they, again, if they ever came out with, uh, like an actual tap room or if they ever started an actual tap room, like I would be there immediately. Cause I know that place would be dope. I'm thinking like Xenon girl, the 21st century vibes, like, they would go well, you like know, it, fucking to weird. Me, their stuff is weird. It's strange. It compares to modern time. So I, you know, I spent some time in Portland last weekend. The the one brewery that we went to while I was there was Modern Times, and they they have this place called the Belmont uh, Fermentorium or something, right? So <laughs> it's like this crazy name. It, it's literally it, when you walk in, it looks like you're inside of a pinata. <laughs> they have, they <laughs> they have this absurd mural of uh, Randy Macho Man Savage, the former wrestler, on the wall in in material that you would use to make a pinata, right? Like that. So that's like what tissue I paper. Stillwater. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, no. So, but they have like you know how you have like those those like lantern, you know, like uh, Japanese inspired lanterns and things yeah, like yeah, that at yeah. like part, like those big balls of things that look like accordion style, yes. like, you know, paper streamers, whatever it is. That's what I would expect Stillwater to, to create is something similar to like what modern time times does. And, and modern times has locations all over the West coast, but still, you know, and Stillwater is one of those places that 
is probably known out here as well as on the East Coast. And they could they could start a brewery anywhere. I'm sure they'd be they'd be wildly successful pretty much right off the bat. Yeah. Yeah. So uh yeah, I'm 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 interested to see where they go from here. And next time I uh I go to a bottle shop, I will definitely be looking for their stuff because it's been a minute since I've had since I've had some of their stuff. Um so I think you have one more and then we have a couple that were kind of mutual nominations, I would say. Yeah, so so my my next one would be Great Notion. I was obviously in Portland last weekend, as I just stated. I was able to get to Great Notion. I so I went to the 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 second of the two locations that they have. Um, the first one is just sort of a tap room, and it has a restaurant and and all of that. Uh, the second place is the production facility, and I I went there uh, while I was waiting for my friend to to arrive in Portland. It is massive. I don't know where they put all of the beer. I'm trying to find places where they sell it outside of the tap room. They always have cans everywhere, but the place that they own is huge. So I'm wondering where it is that they actually put the beer that they're making. There. Uh, I had a couple of different offerings. I actually left four beers in the fridge of the Airbnb uh, they did a collab with Other Half, which we've talked about on this podcast. And I left three of those, and they they had a Pilsner that was perfect. Um, a PP, it's a just, perfect Pilsner. It's it's one of those, that. So the there reason I say PP, that I think you know? the, the reason I say that they could become the next big time national brewery, like like Deschutes sort of level, right? Where they're making massive amounts and shipping them all over the country is because they have this huge facility and I don't know where it's going. Yeah. So they can definitely, I, I think, afford to start shipping it in different locations. And I think that that's probably what they'll start doing. And they have a lot of room to sort of, I, I'm not sure who owns the other buildings in the location that they're currently in for production, but I'd imagine they could probably buy out somebody else's warehouse if they wanted to expand a little bit more and, and look out for that over the next couple of years to start shipping to the East coast and Midwest and, and those types of locations. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, that is a, that's a, that's a great, that's a great call. Um, yeah, their stuff, everything that I've had from them, which is basically anything that you brought for us, has been delicious. So, I would love, I would love to see some East Coast IPAs from the West in Pennsylvania. They're just as good, if not better, in cases. Um, the one thing that I mentioned to Nick while I was sitting there, I looked at their list. They have literally one beer of twenty two or 23 that isn't uh, a new England style IPA, a sour or a stout. So 24 of 25 beers are in those three categories and there was a Pilsner and that was it. That's that is to a T everything that I drink when it comes to craft beer. Yeah. And that is why I love them so much. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. So let's it let's is. move into our last couple of uh, yeah. Our last so, couple so these, of, uh, these we don't know a, a whole lot about. Hopefully, we'll have some more exposure to them at some point. Um, but these were a couple uh, when 
we were traveling. This was this was even last year. This was 2018 when we were in California, right? For yeah, it's been a couple trip. of years now. Yeah. Um. Uh. So we are going to nominate Blue Note, which is in uh shit. What's it called? Forest, California. Is that what it's called? Um, it's 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 near Sacramento. Um, Jake, help me out here. Yeah, so um, we were staying with our aunt and uncle who live in Woodland. Okay, called, Woodland. It's Sparta. in Woodland. Blue Blue Note is in Woodland. They live in Esparto, which is which is close to Woodland. Um, it, and I was close with Forest. I was getting there. I was in the category. Yeah, wood, yeah, woodland and forest. Pretty, that's that's <laughs> pretty much. Yeah, they're pretty much the same. In the same ballpark. Um. So kudos to me. Um. But yeah. So that place was super dope. It was an old. I believe they said it was an old newspaper printing like place or something. I don't know. Or like a, I don't even know. Um. But they had some really great beer. Some good IPAs. I remember. I had like a weird like smoked mango. Thing or something. I don't know. Some sour that was like mango and the double IPA that I had there was was uh, you know I would stack that up against anything that I've had in the East Coast. And for then sure. one one okay our our final nomination for best new artist uh, is a place that we stumbled upon uh, a, a true gem, Black Hammer Brewing. Really, just to San get Francisco. away from our parents. Yes, we literally went there to get away from our parents and. I think it was the best beer we had when we were in California because we had five, I think we had like five IPAs and I just remember every one of them being very distinctly different, but all delicious. And we thought about that separately. It wasn't like we, we were like, Oh yeah. And then I agreed with you because you said it and, or you agreed with me because I said it, it was like a, wow, these all taste different and we can both individually say that and a lot of yeah without sort of conversing about it right like a lot of um what was it uh a lot of new england style ipas which is like it's in and some of the best i think i've had i want to get back there it's it had like such a it was it was tiny and it had like such a cool vibe and there were so many like bros there and then like people on like laptops and shit it was it was it was cool it reminded I, I me. I have been there since well, the first time we went. I, I did go one time, uh, and it was just as good as yeah, the first. Time. Yeah, that um, that uh, that might sneak up. Might sneak up on it. Okay, so, so let's so, yeah, let's, 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 re- let's recap the awards and and let's let's take a final vote. Okay. So uh, I'll run through the the list really quickly for everybody who sort of lost track of where we're going with this. So this is again best new artist best. This is really the brewery that we are expecting to kind of make the biggest waves over the next couple of years. We have four points in Charleroi. We have Brew Gentleman in Braddock, PA. Stillwater is a nomad brewer. Um, seen a lot on the East Coast, but I'm sure that you can find it kind of everywhere. Great Notion out of Portland. Blue Note and Black Hammer out of San Francisco. Okay. Um, so we'll do a little bit of a drum roll here. Yeah. Who we expect to make the biggest waves. Mm-hmm. Uh, to me, I don't think there's any question. I think it's going to be Great Notion. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, that's uh, that's uh, my choice they, as well. They make some of the best beer uh, that I've had, and I would expect for them to continue to, to grow and, and expand and 
get their product into the hands of a lot of people all over the country. Yes. Congratulations. Great notion. Uh, we hope, great notion. We hope uh, to see you doing big things. <laughs> we will accept truly, this award uh, on your just, behalf. Yes, thanks. Yeah, and, and please send us beer if you feel like it. <laughs> or um, so we're gonna take we're gonna take another mini break and we'll be right back. So moving into our next category, um, this this one is uh, sort of an ode to the uh, the Oscars, right? So I think we're we're sort of fully transitioning into. Uh, Oscars, Oscars territory similarities, in, uh, right? so in have, honor of the show best, tonight. Best set design. So I think best set design, uh, the way that I understand it, I think the way Alex uh, sort of also understands it is best location, best uh, atmosphere, you know, design just, of the brewery, best atmosphere. Yes, yes exactly. Yeah. Great, great way of putting it. And Thank I you. don't think it's necessarily um, uh, the experience you have. I, I think it's, I think we're just focusing on the actual, uh, design of the furniture and the, the, the locale decor and, and yes. the, yeah, the actual building itself, the, you know, the what's going on in the brewery while you, yes. So, um, uh, so, so we have five nominees and, uh, let's, uh, let's roll through them here, Jake. You want to, you want to, so a couple, yeah, off? right. So a couple of the places that I, I spent a lot of time in, uh, so boss Rambler is a place that's located in, I think that we're going to include, uh, a couple of pictures from these locations on the Instagram this week. So you guys sort of have an idea of what we're getting at. Um, boss Rambler is, is a fairly new brewery opened up, uh, in the spring of last year of 2019, but I frequent, uh, a lot. It, it's, it's your typical bright subway tile, like white subway tile wood accents kind of everywhere. It, it, it sort of plays on the, the Pacific Northwestern, uh, or focus of breweries. I've been there probably, five to 10 times somewhere in that range. Um, they make, they make pretty good beer, but spending some time there, I, I never regret because it's, it's just fun. It's bright. There's a lot, you know, a lot of different types of people are showing up and, and having fun. I, I think what's um, good about this, that one is that, and I've only seen it in pictures. I haven't been out there yet, but it, it's, it's a nice break from the, the like dark, like industrial, like, it's really dim. Like that's how I feel when I'm at, like at um at like Brew Gentleman, which is I, which I love. I think the design there is great, but it's all it always seems like dark. It's not you know. I like to be uplifted sometimes, and like it, it's nice to have like I don't know if they have do they have a lot of like natural light there or is it mostly like they do yeah yeah massive windows in the front right and I think that that choosing white tile and painting the wood white pretty much everywhere. Uh, you know, makes it feel a little bit brighter, even when it's dark out. Like when I went, I went, actually went yesterday. Um, and it was probably five, four or five in the afternoon. So the sun's going down, but it still felt very kind of lively. And, the, you know, they also have like some recessed lighting and some different, some fixtures and things throughout, but it's, it's one of those places you just, you, you feel sort of better. You feel a little bit uplifted, right? Yeah. Especially in the, in the days of the winter where you're, you know, maybe a little bit uh, uh, depressed because the sun's not out for more than like six hours a day. Yeah. And it's not um, to say it, that I don't, cool place to go. I, I don't like a, like an atmosphere, like a, like acacia down on the South side, like a, like a, uh, you know, like a, what, what do they call that? A speakeasy type. A speakeasy, atmosphere. It's like, you yeah, know, there's a time and place for that. But uh, you know, generally, especially in, the, especially in the winter when everyone's like sad, it's cold, no one's outside. 
like you can't really spend time outside. It's good to have like a lot of natural light and to be like bright and cheery, which is uh, also I'm going to I'll take the next one here. Um, so uh, one of my uh, nominations for best set design is another similar type vibe uh, lamplighter in Boston, which I, I will be honest, it, it doesn't have my favorite beer. Um, the beer is a, is a little bit hit or miss with me. Um, I do love that they have a coffee shop attached. Uh, I love a I love a you know a one two punch kind of situation. Um, it's it's very pretty. It's very bright. They have big windows. There's a huge glass wall showing all of the you know the brewing equipment and everything. It's great. Um, you will catch many a millennial doing work on a Friday afternoon there. Um, like I saw when I was in Boston two Octobers ago, or yes, not last October, the one before that, which seems like it should be longer, but, or shorter, whatever. Anyway, love that place. Uh, totally a plus in my book for uh, presentation. Just the, the, their branding as well. They do a lot of, um, pretty, muted can designs, things like that, kind of kind of simplistic. Um, you know, they have they have names for beers that are kind of all over the place. But but <laughs> as far rabbit. as as far as the actual oh, yeah, rabbit, rabbit. rabbit as far rabbit. as as far as actual set design goes, like a, a really cool spot in Cambridge in Boston, which is like one of the most hip areas. It's by all of the universities. So there's a lot of young people there all the time, like Alex was mentioning. Um, really one of the cool spots in Boston that, that you should check out if you're looking for, uh, you know, a, a low place to hit up. Um, also in Boston, one of my favorite places to go, uh, they make some of the best beer that I've had. It's in Somerville, which is uh, a little bit removed from the city of Boston. Uh, but that's, that's a place that I spent a lot of time while I was there called Aeronaut. Uh, it's sort of this big warehouse. This is, this is a, a, a good juxtaposition of the stuff that we have been talking about so far this category massive warehouse tables everywhere it can probably fit like i don't know 150 to 200 people at a time and and in a lot of cases that's what it is where you have a couple hundred people there enjoying uh some good beer um they do some game nights they have uh some live local bands things like that um this is just like your typical, it doesn't feel like you're in an industrial park, but it, it sort of is that way. The, the, like in Boston, you don't have any of those types of places. I feel like when we were in Sacramento, when we were in San Francisco, yes, it, yes. it feels like you're in an industrial park, yes. right? Where you're, it, where yeah. like people are making, Absolutely. they're making like gears for massive pieces of electrical equipment and stuff. And they're like, correct. They're doing metal grinding and stuff like that in Boston. Yeah. It's it's very unique because it kind of fits into the like kind of landscape and the design of the neighborhoods and things. Yeah. And that's how I feel about Aeronaut is that it's it's woven very well into the location. It's hard it's to in. it's hard to find. Like if you don't know it where is, it is. But that's it's what's tucked, I think yeah. that also adds to it, right? Because you're right. you kind of there's this this like you know, mysteriousness surrounding the location. Um, yeah, so also shout out to them uh, when we were there. They have signs in the bathroom that say, use the restroom that you're comfortable with. So uh, shout out, trans rights are human rights. Um, okay, so I think Agreed. I have one more, uh, and then we have one that's definitely a, 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 a combined uh, 
uh, nominee. So we have Couch. Uh, it's it's kitschy. It's fun. It's comfortable. That's their whole vibe. I love it. It's what I love about them is that they they stick to their themes so well. Yeah, and they do not venture far from it. When I when I go to a place and they're like you know for Lamplighter, for example, I'd want to see like you know, different types of lights or like references to different things associated with electricity or whatever. I think that that would be really cool. I don't think that that takes away from the experience that they don't focus on stuff like that, yeah. but couch does it so well. And they, it's very integral to what, it, what it is that they're producing. It's such a fully realized concept. And like, you don't, you don't get that. Like you don't, you don't get something like that. Um, and so, they've, they've had that from the beginning too. It's, it's not like they're just they're they're just now moving into it. It's the, it's from the beginning they had a plan and they have stuck to it. And I know we're not really considering experience, but every time I'm there, like I get it, I have like a half hour conversation with the bartender. Like I love it there. The people are great. Um, okay, so final nominee for best set design is uh, the Cinderlands, the Fodor House. In in my opinion, I think Jake in, would agree. In Lawrenceville, yes, I agree. Whatever it's food. Nick is Nick is mouthing fooder house. Welcome, Nick. We've been here for so long that Nick is back from work now. Hi guys. Fooder house. He's here, um, but he's playing. Which kind of sucks because I wanted this to be. He's a playing full, by our rules. Full twin episode. Yeah, We're almost done here. here, but he's you know anyway. Uh, so we'll we'll do a full twin episode at one point, Jake. Um, so uh, honestly, beautiful. Um, can be dark. Uh, at times, uh, I love a dark, bold uh, blue that they like. The blue that they have on the walls is is gorgeous. I love it navy, so much. Navy is like one of my favorite colors, as you know, a straight white male, of course. So seeing that navy color, like sort of uh, you know, woven into the the walls and the logo and all that stuff is so cool. They have incredible branding. The, the kitchen is wide open. You can see them cooking your food as it's happening. We've done that on a couple of different occasions. Mm-hmm. Every time I'm home, that's one of the places I really try to get to. And, I, and and again, I have been a fan of theirs from the beginning. Oh, yeah. We're, that is we one have, of those places. Alex standing. and I have gone there. Yeah. And, and before I moved away, that was the place that we went. It was, it was for, never for like even dancing, no, yeah. dancing gnome and, and Cinderlands were sort of in competition, but I would say that Cinderlands sort of t- overtook dancing gnome at the in, like sort of in the end because we yeah, were, absolutely. I think a little bit closer there, but it, it's just such a cool place. It looks beautiful. Everything is, is very, uh, very well designed yes. when it comes to the, the chairs and the booths and everything. And they, they really took what they had and they, they transformed it into exactly what they wanted. Yeah. It's, it's just, it's, it's beautiful. It, it's really beautiful. And they have amazing food. Okay. All so right, I so, think uh, at this yeah. point we'll, we'll run them down. Alex, go ahead and, and, and. All right. So uh, for best set design, again, the nominees are boss Rambler, couch, aeronaut, lamplighter, and the Cinderland's fooder house. And I um, think that this one is going to be, we're, we're going to have differing yeah, opinions. On I, I agree. I agree. Um, so um, I'm going to go, let's, go ahead, let's, let's do it on, on three, one, two, three, then say what you're going to guess. Okay. Okay. Ready? One, two, three, lamp lamplighter. Oh, <laughs> there you go. Okay. So love it. I think it's lamplighter so is, is the, it's so pretty. I lo- so I, I love Cambridge. I think it's awesome. The, the, the history behind it, the, um, 
the architecture style, everything like that. Lamplighter fits perfectly into yeah, it, and it, they, and they really yeah. embraced the location that they are in. I just have I have fond memories from there. I I think because uh, because when we were there when you were still at work, me, Chris, and Jana, and when we came, our friends, Chris and Jana. Um, and it's just, it was so much fun. Like it's, it's again, like the beer isn't necessarily my favorite in Boston or, you know, of anywhere else that I've been, but they, it's just, I love it there. It's, it's so cool. All right. So welcome, uh, Nick to the podcast. This was supposed to be a twin only podcast, but we've been here for a long ass time and he made it back from work. So, uh, welcome Nick. Hello everybody. Um, Hey Nick, thanks for, uh, thanks for letting us use your shiz. Yeah, we've had we've had a lot of fun. Of twin podcast. We've had a lot of fun. That's okay. I texted Sarah about 15 minutes ago, and I was like, "Is Alex still there?" And she goes, "Oh shit, yeah, he is." Yep, <laughs> yep. I've been down here the whole time. Um, so yeah, so I think we have uh, one more category, and I I'm I'm happy to welcome Nick to uh, have some input on this one. I think it's a fun category Jake came up with. Um, so our final category is best supporting actor slash slash actress, which I think we could probably just say actor because I think actor is a gender gender neutral term. I think that's what they're supposed yeah, to be called at this point, right? Is everybody yeah, just, is an actor? Just actors. Yes, you should be because it's not like actor man support, or actor okay, so woman. Best supporting actor. Okay. Yeah. So uh, the basis <laughs> of this uh, question is, or this category, is uh, is your favorite non beer alcoholic drink slash beverage. To round out a night. To round out a night. As like a nightcap. What are you getting? You know? Not like... Not, uh, even, not even just as a nightcap. Just... You, there are times when I go to a bar and I do not want to just drink beer. I want to have, sure. yeah. you know, a beer. I want to have... If, if there's something that I'm really targeting as far as beer goes, I'll have that. But if I'm out with friends that don't necessarily drink strictly craft beer, they want to have something else and I want to enjoy that with them. Yeah, so I think uh, if each of us can get like two, I think we should be good with with six nominees. Is that cool? Jake, yeah. Do you want to? I know you have yours. I think prepped. So do you want to start off with? I do. First? Sure. Yeah. I will. Yeah. Let's get let's get it going. Um, so my my first nominee is going to be. This is sort of a combined nominee. I I didn't know how to split them up because I didn't want to waste uh, my nominees on on one type of liquor. So I'm gonna go. It's the gin and tonic, gin and juice sort of combination of drinks. Um, I feel like that's, I've been a, hitting... that's a fair like yeah. middle ground, <laughs> right. right? So it's it's mostly gin, right? Mostly gin. Gin. I've, yeah. I've been tur- I was turned on to gin from my friend Evan, our friend Evan, right? Um, he he's been drinking gin for for because he doesn't like beer, longer, right? Longer than I beer, have, right? So. Um, I, I think that had I never you know, met Evan, I probably would have gotten into gin anyway, but he definitely sort of spurred me in that direction. Um, I've had a lot of different gin and tonics. I've had a lot of different types of gin specifically. Um, the, my, my personal favorite, and I've, I've um, refined this over the last like year or so, is, is a, a gin called The Botanist. Is that available and everywhere? It is, it is. Um, so it's, I, I think that it's distilled in, in Ireland, somewhere in the UK, Ireland, somewhere in that, that region. Right. Um, really just so smooth, nice to drink. Like once I finish this beer, I might move on to that. If I'm feeling so inclined to continue <laughs> drinking past you are the couple of beers that I've had. stronger than I. It's only, um, it's only four I, though. You're fine. It's only 4 PM. I, I'll probably. And you said you were going to pizza. So. 
Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to sort of just crush some carbs and hopefully be able to drink a little bit more. Um, I don't think that I'm going to get into it, but that, you know, that that drink, I don't order it in bars because they don't have it everywhere necessarily. Uh, if, I, if I'm ordering something in a bar, Hendrix is my go to uh, Hendrix. You're not is, a Tanqueray guy. Tanqueray, Tanqueray Hendrix. I, I, I can sort of move between the two of those. Um but Hendrix is usually, if they have that, that's, that's what I'll go with. It's a little bit more expensive than, than Tanqueray in some, in, in most cases I would say, but, um, yeah, that, so that's, that's my first choice, uh, my first nominee so, uh, for the best supporting actor category. Real quick, just to piggyback off of the gin conversation, um, Corsair in Nashville makes a Oak aged, this is why we need him. This is why this is why we're not complete without all the three of us. <laughs> right. No, but uh, but Corsair makes an oak-aged gin. And it's one of those things where you don't necessarily think of like aging mm-hmm. as far as part of the process for gin, but it yeah. really worked with it. And I know I bought a bottle for my father-in-law when we were down there because it was like that was what he was drinking at the time. And obviously I I mean not obviously, but besides the point, he actually still has some of it left <laughs> um, almost five years into our marriage. Uh, that was kind of our like wedding present to him type of thing. And so it's, uh, it's a really different flavor for gin to be aged that way. So I- I'm always very interested in, in when, they, like, when they do that because I believe Quantum down in Carnegie yes. has some sort of barrel-aged gin or something like that. I think they have something similar. Um, and it's like, it's like an orange color and you're like, how is this gin? But obviously it's just from the wood. It's, it's a, it's a cool concept. Um, it's, uh, I, I don't know how much I could have of it, but no, I don't think that it's one that you're going to just like crush a bottle in a weekend or something like that. But it's definitely something that, you know, you could sip straight rather than like having to mix mm-hmm. it with tonic. Yeah. Or, or right. Cause water, it's a little you know, bit, like yeah, it's a little bit more interesting. Yeah. There's a little bit more going on than just the, the piney kind of gotcha. That's sort of what I was thinking is it's not, it's not something that I would think to, to mix with anything. Right. Necessarily. Cause I feel like, and, there's, and I, yeah. I do like the taste of gin enough to drink it straight. So I think that having maybe a little bit of a twist on that gin would be, would be interesting. And I, I would definitely consider it, but that's my that's my uh, first nominee. First nominee. Okay, Nick. Uh, let's uh, let's move on to you. Welcome to the Oscars talk. Okay, so in the past couple of weeks, uh, we've been really into Manhattan's in this household. Okay, so <clears throat> I'm gonna go ahead and throw that out there because I do enjoy bourbon quite a bit, mm-hmm. yeah. right? And I, I'm a I'm a big fan of most whiskey, and I, I like Wiggle a lot. I like a lot of the local stuff just because it's different. I mean, some of it's not great. I'll be real honest. I'm Wiggles, not gonna call names. Also, but very expensive. Yeah, that's the that's the other thing. You're not gonna get it all the time. Yeah. But Sarah and I will drink four roses single barrel. Like it's going out of style, right? It's twenty dollars a bottle. It's not. It's not your top shelf bourbon, but it's definitely like in the middle. And it's one of those. We things. love. A, we stand a mid shelf. Yeah. We we truly stand a mid shelf on this on this podcast. But also, you can get old granddad like bottled and bond, and it's pretty good. You know, like <clears throat> there's there's some there's some really good low end <laughs> whiskeys. So out it, there, I'm sure so. it probably is, but the only issue I have. <laughs> 
<laughs> with that is that the one time we went to the Goldmark, who and they do a beer and a shot, and they have a boiler iron, maker. They have Iron City and Old Granddad's. And we had it. Two of the worst. Two of the worst liquors to I, ever exist. I shudder every time <laughs> I think about concerned. it. No, it's not combined, that bad. Uh, combined. Um, I'm gonna go with the Manhattan, Manhattan. Though, because that's Manhattans good, are good. they're they're kind of uh, a good mixed drink, but not anything that's too like girly. Uh, I don't. I hate to say girly, but you know I what I mean. Like, yeah, it was, I wouldn't say that. It's it's very um, easy to drink, but not. It's not too like there's not there's not so much going on in it it's, that you it's lose simple. the booze. It's like a simple, yeah, you still you yeah, still get the yeah, booze taste. Yeah. It's it's like a simple yeah. cocktail. You want you want like the you want the good ingredients to shine, right? You don't want to overpower it with all this extra, you know, like simple syrup and like flowers and shit. Blue curacao and like yeah. that, that kind yeah. of shit. Yeah, no, you no, want I totally understand. You want saying. to understand mm-hmm. what you're drinking, and I think that the Manhattan does that really well. It does, and I I just. Every time I order one, like I think we went out um, when Jake was back for Christmas, we went out to um, to smoke in Lawrenceville, and I got a Manhattan, and I just the massive like ice chunks that like the ice spheres or the ice like massive ice cubes. single cube. I just feel powerful, like I feel like I hold the universe in my hand when I'm like holding a good. It's one of those like things that, that you, you expect to be like. Like your Don Draper in Mad Men, it's, right? It's and you know so that good. you know that he has a full yeah. fridge of just massive ice cubes, and he <laughs> pours bourbon into a glass, like a, a you know a nice little small glass with single ice yes. cube. Yeah, absolutely. And bourbon. It's just it's like it's like a sexy drink. Like it's just it's so good. It is. And you sound cool ordering it. Yeah. (laughs) And then you drink it and you're like, this is disgusting, but I have to drink it now because I paid $12. You're just like, you're just like, "Mm, yeah, yeah, this is so good. Oh my God. I love bourbon. Um, uh, no, that's a, that sounds like a very Nick drink though. Um, so, so I'm going to go, uh, my first nominee is a good glass of rosé and you know, listen, I love a, you know, like I love a lighter body. I like, I love something chilled. I don't really like, you know, the whole room time wine. I'm not a big red person, but I like the idea of reds. So I feel like the rosé is a type that kind of, you know, it kind of toes the boundary between the white and the red. I love it. That's why I love it. It's not a blend of white and red, but it's, you know, and it's made from reds, but it's not quite there. And I, that's always what I'm looking for if we're like going to dinner and I, you know, I just want like a, like a nice rosé and like a, you know, nice little chill. Uh, it's a good, I think it's a good way to start off an evening, but also if you're beard out, it's a good way, you know, it's a little bit tart, you know, there's some citrus notes to it sometimes. I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about, but, um, you know, if, if you're trying to switch from, from beer, it's not, it's not a, a huge jump. It's not, doesn't have a huge burn, goes down easy. Glass rosé. Amazing. Continue. <laughs> My second nominee is going to be the White Russian. Oh, Shout man. Out the dude. I, the listen, Big Lebowski. The t- it really ties the room together. Listen, so, the Scarlett Johansson of these nominees, honestly. <laughs> I, I know how much Alex loves the Scarlett Scar- Johansson. The Scarjo. So the Scarjo yeah, Scar- of the nominees. <laughs> It's it's just such a delicious drink. It drowns all of the alcohol out, the heavy cream. You guys are both lactose intolerant. It's just cream. It's disgusting. So (laughs) I get that, and I understand that I'm lactose intolerant, but 
I will chug a white Russian if you put it down in front. I drank so many I, of those in college; it was incredible. I just don't think. Like, is that, do you think that's why you're lactose intolerant? Probably. No, you were back. You were you were you were lactose intolerant back then. Oh yeah, also. believe me, everybody I, knew. I think. <laughs> I think what gets me the most is like, they never seem strong enough to me. Like it never seems like there's two, I don't know. Maybe I just haven't gotten it. I haven't, I don't order them often, but I've had a couple and I don't know. I'm like, put, can you like make me, I want to taste it. I will say, I think homemade is better. Okay. That's, that's just yeah, my thing. And that's thing. the thing is like, is you can, so when I order them out, not every place has them because not everybody carries Kahlua. All right. Time. But when you make it at home, you can you can do whatever you want. Obviously, you can do whatever you want. And to me, I love Kahlua is so good that I, I really pound the Kahlua and, and add just really a splash of cream to, to make it, you know, the, the full white Russian experience. Sure. But yeah, sure. it's the vodka is so delicious. Kahlua, Kahlua is very good. Right, Kahlua so, and so pudding that's shots. The thing. Oh, with, shit, bit. <laughs> with. With white Russian, you like the vodka. You don't. You can buy cheap stuff, and you're good to go. Right. right? I I like to usually round it off with some Tito's. Tito's is my go-to vodka because it's it's mid shelf. You know, it's not. I I used to chug Absolute in college. Used to chug it. Yeah. Disgusting. Yes. Looking back, I I was a a mole person. I think at one person I was going to get you or Luke one of those like diamond bottles of Absolute. And I'm glad I didn't actually. Okay. Speaking of absolute, I think they did one of those. you know how everyone's been doing those like botanical, like infused vodkas now to make themselves seem like fancy and shit. They had, I had one, I think it was absolute and I think it was like an apple flavor. Ooh, mix that with some green tea, bitch. Cause that was the only thing that was, a, that was the only mixer that they had. Holy shit. There were times, you know what I'll tell there you? Were times where we would get uh, a fifth of absolute between Luke and myself and crush it in a night. Disgusting. Disgusting. Really? I mean, that's better gross. than like Nikolai, mm. you know, thinking about what, w- yes. what my body had to go through to process that amount of disgusting liquor is, it makes me shudder a little bit. Yeah. But I bet you were really. fucked up. I mean, we had a great time. Matters. I always had, I always enjoyed spending time with my good friends drinking shitty liquor. Right. I, I'm never going to regret that. So uh, the, the one thing I wanted to piggyback off of that is, the um like the pre-mixed vodkas that you see now, like the local guys, like mm-hmm. Boyd and Blair does. I still yeah, I still haven't tried those, but I've heard I've heard they're great. Like we have a uh like half a bottle left of the the lemonade and lavender or lemon and lavender Boyd and Blair like premix. Mm. And it's you just pour it in a glass. Like that's it. You don't have to add anything, you don't need to like garnish it at all. It's fantastic. There's no thought. But there's no thought. It's great. And the and it's not outrageously expensive. That's the nice thing about Boyd and Blair is that their production is up so much that you can get it on the cheap. Or not on the cheap, but like you can spend the mo- the right amount of money on it. You know it's, what I mean? Like so, you're not spending sixty or seventy dollars on a bottle. You're spending yeah. twenty, twenty five. Twenty five, yeah. So I, I went I was just at the liquor store. I talked about this earlier. Um, and I bought Boyd and Blair and I was just like walking around and it's the same price as Kettle One, which I think Kettle One is like up there. Yeah. Kettle but One is definitely like a top shelf. Like it's, it's on the upper. I don't know if it's like top. I don't. Yeah. It's definitely on the upper top shelf, but it's like definitely mid. like mid, uh, like mid upper. So yeah, you're not buying like Crystal Skull, which is yeah definitely top end. But and then, I like, mean, that's Grey Goose. Like, yeah. and I think it's better than Grey Goose. So yeah. So I mean, what? So the white Russian. <laughs> So the white Russian is Jake's choice. Alex, do you have uh, your second one? 
Um, so I was going to do uh, just a whiskey sour. Uh, I love some tart shit. Uh, and I love, I, I do like whiskey. Um, I, I really don't try. I, I can't handle myself drinking beer. Uh, if you add liquor to the mix, it's just not, it's not good. So I try to steer clear. Um, but I, you know, I, I do like some whiskeys, you know, uh, what is Jack Daniels? That's, that's whiskey. Yeah. Right? Jack Daniels whiskey? is whiskey. Yep. Um, that's, uh, some good stuff. Nice Jack and Coke. Um, but but yeah, I'm gonna go with the sour because I I love uh, love some tart shit. Oh or actually no, okay, never mind. No, that's it. That's it. I was gonna All say right. amaretto and sours, but that's that's a different drink. So it is a st- different drink. I'm yes. gonna stick with whiskey. Although they're in the same family, I would say for sure. That and like uh, mojitos and like stuff like that. Like I don't sure. know. I feel like they're all kind of in that same vein. Um, <clears throat> my second choice, and uh, I don't want to stick with bourbon again. But I really want to say old fashioned, mm-hmm. right? I thought you were going to go with that the first time, but yeah, but no, the, the, it's just because loop. we've been drinking Manhattans recently. But the uh, but the old fashioned is a drink that really puts the bourbon in the forefront, mm. right? And I, and I'm one of those people that I actually enjoy the taste of different ones. So like you can kind of tell the different. I, I mean, I'm not calling myself a connoisseur of whiskey or anything yeah. like that, but. I feel like the. Sorry, <laughs> that's okay. Take your time. I feel like the old fashioned really highlights what you're drinking, right? Like mm. you're you're experiencing mm-hmm. the bourbon first, yeah, and then it's a little bit of garnish with like the orange peel and the the sugar cube, and that's it. Like there's yeah. there's no fluff mm-hmm. to it. You're just making a bourbon drink Mm -hmm. and it honestly is probably one of my favorite like sit there and sip it for half an hour you know like that kind of thing like i'm not going to go and order a martini i don't know what the hell i'm doing with that oh yeah no i've i've (laughs) tried to do that you guys you guys have said that you love olives so like i feel like martinis would be great this is a good actual topical reference back to uh kobe bryant there was a, a kobe bryant uh, commercial recently with Jalen Rose, who was playing on the Toronto Raptors when when Kobe scored 81 points. There's a commercial where he runs into uh, he runs into Jalen in a restaurant, and he says, and the waiter comes up and he goes, uh, "Yes, sir. Like, what can I get for you?" And he's like, "I'll take a martini." And he's like, "How many olives?" And he's like, he stares directly at Jalen. He says, "81." <laughs> and there's this like long pause between when. Somebody says something. Like, no, I'm just kidding. Two is fine. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's good. That is funny. It's a true classic commercial. But uh, yeah, no, Nick, that's a pretty boring. I don't know. I feel like the, those two are very like typical drinks. I don't I know. So I, I don't know if they're boring. It, it's very. I think it's very quintessential, Nick. What do you I want me to say? Like, very... I, I want a margarita. Like, no, I'm not going to no. say that because well, tequila just fucks with you. I mean, there's only so many types of. Uh, of liquors that you can pick from. Um, and right, bourbon is like there a, are like more fun drinks than just a Manhattan. Yeah. Well, like Manhattans and old fashions are like two of these standards in any bar that you go to ever. Right. Yeah. I, I, I like next choices. I'm I'll, I'll stand by them. Thanks buddy. Um, okay. So let's, uh, so let's, uh, let's recap all of our drinks and then, uh, I think we're all going to have to decide on a, uh, a winner. 
All right. So, so we Jake. got uh, so we got a uh, gin and tonic, gin and juice, little little mix up there. Uh, white Russian. We have a Manhattan. We have an old fashioned. We have a glass of rosé and a whiskey sour <laughs> from the homosexual. Are we all gonna pick our own? Yeah. No, we're all gonna we're all we're gonna count down. We're gonna pick. Uh, I just saw Tony Hawk on the Oscars red carpet. No way. Why the fuck is he there? Good for him. Um, I don't know. We're, we're gonna count down. We're gonna choose which one we think should win. And if there are two of the same one, or if there are three of the same one, obviously that one will win. Okay. All right, ready? And we're going to count down. Ready? It's going to be three, two, one. Say what you want. Okay? Mm-hmm. Ready? Three, two, one. White fashion. Whiskey sour. What? <laughs> no fucking way. All of us picked other people's choices. No fucking way. <laughs> oh, my God. Amazing. Incredible. Big time. We literally just circled the room. I that, guess. Could yes. not have, that could not have gone better. That, that could not have gone better. All right. So I think that we need to continue this discussion in in further and, podcasts. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. It's this was it's a, more like than just it's more than just a quick uh, you know choice. It's you really got to think about the mood that you're in. The, you know, the, the it's, types it's of definitely that you're hanging out it's, with. It's specific to the yeah. vibe for sure. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, right. So honestly, I, I think we've we've covered a lot. Um, we've gone through it. We have uh, exhausted Nick's uh, entire MacBook space. Um, <laughs> I think that I think that we should probably cut it here. Um, I I've I've really enjoyed this. This has been I think my favorite podcast to date. Um, and don't take that personally. Sorry, Nick. sorry well, to it's Nick. Not, right, it's not, but it. it we haven't had like th- this has been so unique. This is the only grouping podcast, that we've d- we haven't we've... done together, right? We've so all I done think that one. so far. I think that we can build off of. It. Yeah, I think it's. I think we have some good. Improve on good, what we've been yeah. doing to to sort of riff off of the, the things that we t- traditionally talk about this podcast. But um, thanks to everybody for listening. Uh, thanks to Nick for allowing us to use his equipment and editing uh, all of this bullshit, Alex. <laughs> Alex and Nick, love you guys. Um, love you, Jake. Really, it's been it's been a great uh, evening. Obviously, uh, getting to sort of expand on on the experience of being a twin has been fun as well. Because we don't, I don't really get to we talk. To, I'm excited to listen to, yeah, to this one. Yeah, I think you're I think you're really gonna enjoy it. Um, yeah. Okay. All right. I think uh, Nick's the only one with the glass right now. I guess you guys can cheers because Jake's drinking too. So. Um, yeah, so uh, we will catch you guys uh, uh, at some point soon. Um, look, uh, I think we have a uh, a couple events coming up. This weekend is uh, Juicy is Brews. Juicy Brews. So I'll be reporting back on that on Sunday at some point, I guess. Fueled um, by Hops is coming up, or Fueled yes, Fest is Fueled coming Fest up. Fueled Fest 412 is coming up uh, in March. Um other than that, I don't know of too too much going on event wise. Uh, it's the winter. I don't think anyone's really. I'll yeah. be in Denver next weekend. But um, again, thanks to everybody for listening. We will, uh, you know, update in further weeks as we, you know, get notified of new things coming up. Perfect. All right. Well, hey, we'll uh, raise a glass and uh, cheers.
Hello, and welcome to the end of the podcast. You made it this far, so why not go and follow us on social media? At The Weekly Recap on Instagram. At The Weekly Recap 1 on Twitter. Or email us at theweeklyrecap1 at gmail.com. Mm-hmm.